Welcome horse lovers, this is the Heart Horse Podcast. We're coming to you from Los Angeles, California with your hosts Charlotte and Tista. On today's episode, we're just going to introduce you to Heart Horse, which we are super excited about and we're excited about this podcast, so let's just get into it. Charlotte. Hey, Tista. How are you? I am good. I'm really excited to be here recording our first episode. It's something we've been wanting to do for a while, and here we are in front of the microphone. Very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we thought we'd talk about just Heart Horse and describe that what that is for people and also how it came to be, which is a nice story. Yes, a little bit of our origin story. Um, should we start with what Heart Horse is? If so. So how would you describe it if you were going to tell someone who didn't know anything about Heart Horse what it is? I would say Heart Horse is first and foremost a community. And within that community, we have an online platform and a monthly mailer for subscribers. And we're also really wanting to feature inclusivity. So we're going to be offering things like this podcast that are going to be free. We're going to include um, free monthly video Zoom calls that people can pop in and get to know us a little better and feel if that community is right for them. But Heart Horse in Essence is a place for people who love their horses to connect and it is not tied to any particular discipline or method or lineage at all. It's really a place just for all of us to come together and share that passion. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) So how it kind of works for those of you who are interested, if you go to www.hearthorsebox.com, you can read all about it. But um, so you become a subscriber, and when you become a subscriber, you can you will start receiving monthly mailers at your doorstep, and those have products for yourself, for your horse, um, a fun zine with a message from a horse professional in it, and some other good stuff. And then also you get access to an online community, which is um, called the Heart Horse Herd. And on that online community, you'll have access to courses that Charlotte and I make based around a theme for each box. So. Our very first box, the signature box, is about relationship. And we're having a really wonderful course on our platform for y'all to get into once you get into your subscription. So yeah, I think that kind of sums yeah, I it think up. That's a really good sum up. And I think as you know, as we launch, it, I'm so excited to see how it will grow with the community that joins, you know, so far. It's you and I sort of creating this framework to invite everybody into and let it become its own entity, so to speak. You know, I think that just sticking to where we're coming from, which is always going back to the love of horses. I think that Heart Horse has so many ways that we can grow out of that. So I'm really excited to see what happens in the coming months, really. It's really soon. (laughs) It's really soon. (laughs) Yeah, we've been planning this company and building it since January of 2020, which really wasn't that long ago, but it, it feels like it's just been such a, like, every month has been so rich as we've been building this together, and 
yeah, I just can't wait to. It really has. And I think, you know, something that's so beautiful is that Heart Horse also feels like this beautiful reflection of our friendship because mm -hmm. most, the majority of the time that we've known each other, this is what we've been working on. Yeah. So <laughs> it does feel like such a short time ago, but also lifetimes in a way, yeah. you know, it's like that feeling of finally being in the right place at the right time with the right person. Yes. And it's so exciting. And I just feel like I'm riding that wave with you. And yeah. <laughs> I hope it's an unstoppable one. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Hard horse tidal wave. <laughs> yeah, we so um, Charlotte and I met at the In the Spirit of Horse Summit in Ojai hosted by Mosey Truitt and that was in September of that was like the beginning of September of 2019 mm -hmm. um and we came up with the idea for Heart Horse just after Christmas we had um got together to do a little like gift exchange and I don't exactly remember like the moment where like what if we did a subscription company mm -hmm. like what if we made this available and like started this whole community but we had been in the works. We were we were so like excited about our friendship, and we we work so well together and are so compatible. We had already been thinking like we want to do something together. Like we mm -hmm. think that we can both really bring a lot of energy, a new project together. Um, but we didn't know what that was going to be until that day, and we were. It was just like one of those light bulb like totally sparkly moments. Yeah, it was an aha. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think something that was beautiful about that moment too in finding each other was that both of us beforehand had very much dreamed of being able to make a living and support ourselves while also focusing on horses and creating a community around us. Mm -hmm. um, and all of the you know, labels and careers out there just didn't quite fit for either of us in their iterations. Right. And I think for me, and not to speak for you, but to know you and to have a friend who could look at me and say, that's a good dream to follow when, you know, a lot of the other people in my life are not horse people. And it's really hard to get that okay. You know, it seems yeah. like something really out there to tell yes. someone that I'm, you know, that, you know, my day job doesn't mean anything to me and I want to just follow this wild dream. And it, totally. it really made it real to be able to have somebody else say, I have that dream too. And your dream is valid and totally real. Let's make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Yeah. That was so, yeah. You can always speak for me. Um, that, yeah, that was huge. I think we were both at I mean, it was interesting thinking about when we start first met each other and we were friends because we were both in like such a transitory period and um, kind of in the beginning we were just still in that mindset where we're like, oh, we're just going to have to buckle down and get regular jobs or we're going to, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's just having the friendship and having that room to really just like explore and be honest about what our dreams were and know that the other person would hold that and not be critical of it or or just not understand it like made such a huge difference and that's one of the things we want to come out of this community too is just like connecting horse people who can do that for each other in whatever context you know because it's it's amazing how much having people in your life who really understand 
your passion and what you're coming from and your experiences like can open up for you. Absolutely. I really think that's a huge inspiration point for Heart Horse is the that we found each other and how revolutionary that was for both of us and wanting that very much for other people out there who I know are at home in the same position feeling like they just want someone to say you're not crazy yeah this is real like (laughs) you deserve that yeah totally totally (laughs) and then too not crazy for just like being so obsessed with yes because yeah that's the thing too like lots of people don't quite understand like why (laughs) they get their grips in us like as they do um and which is like a big part of Maybe we should talk about why we named Heart Horse Heart Horse. Yes, we totally should. You go ahead. Okay, okay. Um, You know, we named Heart Horse what it is because it's really about your heart belonging to horses. I think that's the way that it can best be described. I really have to say anytime that I have been without horses in my life, there is a huge hole in my heart actually I can feel it you know and it's it's undeniable and I and I know that there are are so many people out there that feel the same way and isn't that the way love works you can't explain (laughs) it it you can't choose it it just Mm -hmm. happens and it's so beautiful and you know being able to tend that with other people who feel love that deeply for the horse is so exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah, (laughs) it feels really good. And, you know, the horse world is so focused on training and competition, which, you know, they have their place and it's in those communities surrounding that can be really wonderful too and really enriching. But, you know, I think a lot of us come to horses not just for that. We come because we're like, yeah, having this like love relationship that's very different than what we get offered in the rest of our lives. And, you know, horses just touch on so many different things for us, you know, like mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, like they really just are the whole package as far as like self growth goes. Yeah, they're very inspiring. So um, it's nice to be able to have a space to talk about that with people. Um, yeah, it's just it's good to have that space because it's it's uh it's such an interesting world and there's so much to discover. So. I totally agree and I think that you know many of us and certainly speaking for myself and Tista in this moment in the past have been alone on that path and there's so much to discover between you and your unique relationship with your horse. But opening that up to hearing what other people are discovering in their relationships feels so exciting to be able to, you know, tap into that collective wisdom Mm -hmm. of all of these people out there having their own experiences and being able to share that, I think, will help not only us with our own knowledge and our own growth, but will help us be better horse people too. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And having that community as well, like something that came up a lot in, um, our heart horse video, which on our website, you can go and see the video. We had a bunch of people in our community, uh, send in videos of themselves talking about what a heart horse meant to them. And one very common theme in that was how difficult heart horses can be and how much they challenge us. And, 
you know, sometimes it can be really difficult to be a horse owner um, because you're going through, you know, maybe physical challenges with your horse or they're just bringing up things in you that are, are really, you know, maybe hard to deal with. And so having other people to talk to about that aspect too, that it's not, you know, it's just so funny. Like people are like, this is a hobby. Like, shouldn't it be fun? And you're like, it is fun. I'm having a lot of fun, but it's also really hard work sometimes. And it brings up a lot, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I think that point you're making is so important in differentiating, like t- when we talk about that love, like it yeah. is deeper than just something we do for fun. It's not just knitting or you know no offense to knitting knitting is great I'm sure knitting is hard I don't knit myself so you know maybe you're having a really hard time with that (laughs) that piece you're working on and I get that too but I think you know you can liken it a lot more to the way that we think about our human relationships how you put in the time and you put in the effort and you really have to do a lot of introspective work too totally yeah Completely. Yeah, our heart horses, they are just so much and they bring so much to our lives. So we're really excited to explore how how heart horses impact us and change us and you know inspire us in our in our community and our subscription. So absolutely. And hearing about, you know, other people's heart horses, what those relationships look like, um, what they can be, what they have been. There's just so much to go into. There is. There really is. Well, do you want to talk about, what do you want else do we want to talk about? Do you want to talk about like how, where we came from a little bit with our horsemanship journey? Yes. I think that would be a great idea. Okay. I'll go ahead and start. Um, I think it's pretty sweet that uh, we both have these childhood pictures of us riding and I'm all in my English yes. classic, like jumping attire and Tista's all decked out like the sweetest cowgirl you ever saw. And um, yeah, I started riding when I was four years old and I loved horses even before then. And it's hard to say what started that for me because it felt so a part of my being from the beginning. And that's something also that I've been so uh, heartwarmed to hear that other people have felt that way too. And I've also had, you know, rediscovered it in a way as well. I was with horses for a long time and grew into a very competitive show jumper and then needed to take a break for many reasons and really got to rediscover horses all over again when I was about 26 and that was four years ago mm-hmm. and it's just been so amazing and to come with a totally different perspective to come as an adult feeling like I can take responsibility for all facets and it's so different than when you're younger and have a tendency to sort of, you know, hand over the reins, so to speak, mm-hmm. to other people and um, really just listen solely to others. And now I've really taken the time to learn to listen to myself better. Yeah. And I think that that's made me the horse person that I need to be. Yeah. yeah. I see that about you. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard your story, obviously, like many times. Yes. But- I just thought, like, what what was actually the catalyst for you to decide to come back? Like, what 
Mm. What happened that you you decided to come, you know, yeah. back into horsemanship? Well, I really, you know, every day that I wasn't with horses, I thought about horses. And I was living in New York at the time in Brooklyn, and there was really no reasonable way for me to be with them. And I also financially couldn't make that happen at the time. Mm. And when I moved to L.A., before we even had an apartment, I remember sitting in like a coffee shop looking for apartments and jobs and immediately researched where I could volunteer and be mm. with horses. And I just wanted to be around them to smell them, really. <laughs> Such a funny <laughs> thing to say, but I missed that whole experience. And I never looked back. I mean, it's been a funny path since that moment of starting to volunteer but um you know it was always I can't say that there was a moment where I thought to myself that now I need to start that again I always wanted to and it was just a matter of me figuring it out yeah so come to California if you're <laughs> <laughs> yes you need a horse awakening again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean I really I was blown away I didn't even realize when I moved here how horsey it is here really and right when I drove up to La Cunata where I went to volunteer the first day I drove up there I saw people riding their horses down the street and I was mind blown I had never yeah. lived in a place where that was a reality and I felt like I was really in the right place now. Definitely. Not. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it's a really unique thing about um, the Los Angeles area is how, actually how many horses we have for being so urban. You know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's yeah, it's very unique. Yeah. part of the culture. And, you know, you and I, when I grew up on Long Island as a kid, I had a horse on my property. Yeah. And you also grew up with your horse on your property, I too. I did. <laughs> <laughs> my suburban neighborhood property. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so when I, I, again, like you, just same, born with horse blood and always wanted to be around horses and was really lucky that I had a family that I have a family that supported that and my mom in particular you know even as a single mother when I was really young was always looking for opportunities for me to interact with horses and take lessons and when we moved to Burbank California which is um, in the Los Angeles County area from the mountains um, she found a house my family found a house to rent that was in the equestrian neighborhood they knew it was really really important to me to continue discovering my relationship to horses and let that grow so um, we ended up being able to buy a house in the equestrian neighborhood and it's really it's just like a regular suburban neighborhood like you would not know people have horses until suddenly someone's riding down the street on their like jumper horse or people would like cart too, like cart their horses around the neighborhood wow. um and it was, uh, it's just a couple blocks away from access to trails in the Griffith Park um, Conservancy and, I don't know if it's like Conservancy actually, but that's, anyway, beyond the point. Um, so yeah, I had a like pipe, like kind of corral in my backyard and that's where my horse Juno lived for many years with me growing up as a teenager. And um, it was a really unique experience and I'm so grateful, I think. It really saved me as a teenager in a lot of ways, like just dealing with a lot of depression and 
you know, social anxiety, and then also just, like, regular high school, which everyone, I think, can understand. Yeah. <laughs> How difficult that can is. Can definitely relate to you there. Um, so, yeah, I was, I mean, so lucky to grow up that way with horses all around me, a community of horse people all around me, and, um, yeah, I now, you know, I didn't, I, I've really, like, in my entire life not gone more than, or my entire life since I was about seven, not gone more than two months without interacting with a horse in some way. Like, it's just so a part of my identity. Um, but there's been lots of challenges with it, you know, owning a horse from a young age and then, you know, taking her with me, like when I went away to school um, and did big moves and trying to financially uh, take care of her. And it's been lots of up and downs. And, uh, yeah, I'm just so grateful for the point I've come to with everything because I do feel like you know there are some dark dark days <laughs> and I've gotten to the other end of that tunnel and I'm like okay like yeah we got this like now I can offer more to other people too that is something um, that's always blown me away about you as a horsewoman because I took that step back and had all this space to just focus on me and have my weird wild early 20s as so many people have and you had to go through all of that that we all do and be responsible for your horse this yeah. whole time and I can't imagine what that must have been like and I'm you know being able to show up every day yeah with all of that going on too just really impresses me and inspires me about you thank you thank you it was hard it was I mean it's not it's not uncommon to see horses you know and it's fine when people need to do this but it's not uncommon to see horses put up for sale like daughter's going away to college time mm -hmm. to rehome her horse and you know I was in that p position you know or that was a question for a long time you know like what was what were we going to do with Juno my horse when you know I go to college and you know, that's that's a whole nother story to dive into, but there were moments where I thought maybe I was going to have to sell her just because it became so completely difficult. I, When we moved to Seattle for me to finish my undergrad, um, I took her with me, and there was a point where it was like I was in school full-time, I was working two jobs, and I was having to go to the barn almost every day because she was dealing with injuries or whatever, and it was completely taxing and overwhelming. And then, yeah, also just being like, in my early 20s and being like, like yeah, I don't know, just like I don't know how to adult yet. Like <laughs> your brain is still developing. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> it's not. It's really amazing. Yeah, and I did like have moments where I was um I would kind of curse and be like, why did they buy me? Like why did my family like buy me a horse? Why couldn't I just lease and I wouldn't have this burden? But I'm so mm. it's like oh like I'm so grateful that that is the case and that we got through that. And honestly I learned so much about myself and so much because of that experience and mm -hmm. yeah wow yeah I have a funny question for you that I realize I've never asked you oh, which cool. is that ha, did Juno ever get out when she house? was living behind your house yeah oh not out out like <laughs> so not she did get out on occasion would get out like into the backyard and just wreak havoc on all the plants <laughs> like just total destruction um, luckily never got out like loose into mm -hmm. the, uh, like the neighborhood. Yeah. I don't think that ever happened and that I'm aware of either. Like, That's I've pretty never amazing. Of, yeah. And people were pretty like on top of the gates being like, That's really amazing. Secure. Um, 
Yeah, because yeah. I've told you with my pony, Elvis, that I had at my house growing up, um, the first day that we had him home, <laughs> my, my mom is so brave and so amazing, and we really just were like, didn't know what we were doing. We thought we did. We got, you know, a professional person to come in and build the railing for a pasture and build a shelter. And as soon as it was done, we were so excited. We just had to get him home. And we popped out for just a couple minutes to run to the grocery store and came back. And there he was running up the driveway <laughs> towards the busy road. And the cement hadn't set for, with, for the the posts for the fencing. And they had just, he had just pushed into it and it just fell over oh like nothing. And, <laughs> and that was not the first time that he got out on our property. But so <laughs> luckily funny. there were never any serious incidents and never really any good. injuries. But it's definitely an interesting part of having a horse at home. It really is, yeah. It's always, it's amazing what they get into. Yes. <laughs> the kind of adventures they get into definitely yeah. <laughs> oh that's really funny <laughs> well what else is there do we need to touch on anything else today I mean I am thinking what else we should get into I mean I think that that's a little bit about where we're coming from and there's so much more to tell but I'm so excited to delve deeper in future episodes me too um I think for now, we can just say that we're so excited that you're listening. We hope that you'll pop in and listen again. And please feel free to write to us if there's things you want to know, topics you want to hear us talk about. Absolutely. Yeah, our plan kind of for this podcast is just to be a space to, like we said, you know, provide a free free resource for people who necessarily can't or can't necessarily like you know, commit to a subscription right now. We understand that and we still want you to feel like you're a part of Heart Horse and we're really excited here to just talk about the topics we'll be exploring as our um, as our company grows and as we grow as horsewomen and um, yeah, there's just a lot to discover and we'll probably do some interviews at some point and um, format-wise, maybe like every other week yeah. you can expect the podcast to come out. We're not going to commit hard to anything right now, but... <laughs> We'll stay consistent with it, and yeah, if anyone has any um, questions for Charlotte or myself, we're happy to answer them for you. Definitely, and you can reach out to us by visiting hearthorsebox.com. You can follow us at hearthorsebox on Instagram. We have our own personal Instagrams. You can find us through the Heart Horse Box one. You can. Yeah. Yeah. And sign up for our uh, newsletters on our website because we'll alert you when we have new podcast episodes. Definitely. Guys, thanks for listening, all you people out there. Yeah. Thanks so much. And can't wait to talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.